June is Pride Month, a time to celebrate LGBTQ plus people and the impact they have on history on an international, national, and yes, local level. So this final week of June, we're taking time to focus our local lens by hearing stories directly from our Moab community members. We're revisiting season one of Lift Up, LGBTQ plus visibility. We'll hear about being gay and non-binary in outdoors communities, how this rural area can inspire and also feel limiting And we'll hear about protecting and celebrating queer joy in our community. And just a brief reminder on context, this first season of Lift Up was produced in 2021, shortly after a homicide of a local queer couple rocked our community. In fact, this is the whole reason we have this program. We recognized that this radio station plays a role in deepening understanding and empathy within our community. Some of our interviewees mention this tragedy in their pieces. Okay, here's Ginger Cyan with an introduction to this episode. Nicole is a lover of art and the outdoors who has called Moab home for the past four years. Nicole uses she, they pronouns. They currently work in environmental conservation, managing logistics or field crews, and hope that by showing up as a queer woman in a leadership role, they can help the field feel more accessible to a broader group of people. When they aren't teaching young adults how to operate chainsaws or identify invasive species, they enjoy rafting crafting, and soaking up the desert sun. I am Nicole Croak. I'm 28 years old. Um, I grew up in western Massachusetts. Um, I moved here to start doing conservation work. I had been living up in Wyoming before that, doing a seasonal job as a rangeland ecologist. And I, um, once that job finished up, came down here to do more Um, conservation work um, in the town of Moab along the Colorado River. Um, I say I would most simply just identify myself as queer. Um, I also sometimes use the label bisexual just for, I don't know, simplicity. Um, That's easier for certain people to understand. I guess as far as like gender identity and all that goes, I usually introduce myself as using she, her, or they, them pronouns. And I recognize that my my experience as a human being has definitely been shaped by like how people perceive me. I'm definitely more feminine presenting or feminine perceived. People perceive me as a woman and that has shaped how I've interacted and grown up in the world. I struggle with being identified as a certain gender just with pronouns in speech. Um, I think that feels limiting and like it sets like a preconception in a way of what I'm going to be. So linguistically, I almost prefer those like gender neutral identifiers, I guess. Yeah, I I guess I have recently started introducing myself as either having she, her, or they, them pronouns, and I think that's like a really simple thing that I can do to show people who have those similar identities that they will be welcome in the space that I am creating there. Um, 
coming out. I think that is a complicated subject. I wouldn't say that I had like a definitive coming out. It's definitely been in like layers to different people. And like, I realized that I was queer fairly young, like in, I want to say fifth or sixth grade is when I first started recognizing that, like the attractions that I was feeling to women were like similar to the attractions that I was feeling to men. And, um, I even realized that before that point, it was just like, until I think it was like sixth or seventh grade, I didn't realize that you could be attracted to more than one gender. And when I had that realization, I was like, oh, that makes more sense because I have these same feelings for like people of different genders. Um, but it took me a while after that to like actually tell other people that same thing. Um, I had really severe anxiety as a child, so I didn't have a lot of like close personal connections. Um, to begin with, and I think having that or struggling with that anxiety um, made it even more difficult to like feel like I could risk the few close connections I did have to um, share that information about myself. Um, so I think it was eventually in high school was when I started telling a few people that were close to me, and I started with honestly people that. I was less emotionally invested in as friends, just because that felt like less of a risk to um, share that information. And actually, so the the reason my family found out is that I found out that my um, mother was reading my instant message conversations, um, and she came and confronted me about it while we were at the public library. Um, not in front of anyone else. We were just like in the stairwell by ourselves. But she was like, I, I read your AIM conversation. Is it true that you like women or something like that? And I, I don't even remember the full conversation because I was just like in a panic at that moment. Um, and I had my running shoes on and I just ran away and <laughs> ran into my friend's house. <laughs> Um, she picked me up later that day and we kind of just acted like nothing happened since then. Um, we did have a few conversations later on where she, cause she had read that I said I was bisexual in that conversation. And she was like, you can't be attracted to both. That's, that's greedy. You have to pick one or the other. So, <laughs> um... <laughs> Later on in college, I was in a longer-term relationship with a woman, so I think that at that point they probably just accepted me to be like a lesbian. Um, but I haven't really like clarified that with anyone in my family since. So. Like sexuality is something that's super fluid, so I I don't know, I feel okay about like moving kind of between not between identities but having like kind of a fluid identity of who I'm attracted to I think that's diff difficult for some people to understand definitely um, and it can be hard to explain and like hard to feel valid right. in my own choices um, 
without other people knowing that. Part of that is just accepting maybe that certain pe certain people are never going to understand that. Um, which I guess is something that we all just have to be okay with, but definitely helps to have a community of people that do, and that do see your identities as valid, even if they might, I don't know, be fluid sometimes. One of the first like big memories I have of being in Moab was going to Moab Pride in the fall, and it was like such a such a switch from being in Wyoming to have like a celebration that large in a town this small of queer people in the community coming together. And there's definitely like a lot of people at Moab Pride who are maybe more allies than queer people, but there are a ton of queer people here too. Um, and I feel like grateful to have a lot of other queer friends in Moab. It's definitely not, I don't feel the same way as I did in like Massachusetts where I had friendships that were just like based around queerness and like where everyone in that friend group was queer. I don't really have that so much here, but I do have a lot of friends who identify as LGBT of some sort and um, who, yeah, who share similar experiences as I do make it easier to be here. <laughs>
a young person now and that's not something that your parents are controlling um that's definitely a great place to like find resources and meet other people who might share the same identity as you um and i think that going to middle school and going to high school in in a small community like this can really suck depending on i think kids kids can be some of the meaner people <laughs> that you're going to encounter as far as things like lgbt bullying and things like that go and once people are out of those households that they've grown up in and are like moving into other spaces in the world and like learning to be themselves without the fear of like who their family might want them to be you're going to start encountering a lot more relationships that are I don't know. You'll start encountering relationships that are more accepting of you. As a young person, I was aware that my situation was temporary and that I would have a lot more control over my life in the future and that no matter how uncomfortable things felt in the moment for me as a young person, that that was not going to be my forever state of being. Um and I think being able to embrace change and embrace unknowns and just embrace trying new things is going to set you up for launching yourself into the communities that you want to be a part of. We just heard a piece from season one of Lift Up LGBTQ Plus Visibility. That interview was conducted by Ginger Cyan and was edited by Sarah Mead. We'll be revisiting all of season one this week in the newscast, but you can find episodes right now at kzmu.org under the special projects tab. There you'll also find season two of Lift Up, which is ongoing. Thanks for listening.